Hey, Mr. Armstein, here I am. Hi, and welcome back to Wesley Good. Um, today we're talking about episode 16 of season 2, original song. Mm-hmm. I'm Liz. I'm Lily. I'm Robbie. Uh, and I'd just like to say before we get started that we are super honored to be on... Fuck, fuck, didn't think of a website. Didn't get that far. Uh, we're super honored to be on... Time.com. I always say Vulture, so I'm going to go with Time. Uh, Time.com's uh, list of 20 podcasts that are trying a new format just because their hosts are a little lazy that week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that excited. there's so many other podcasts. That's we're this, yeah, we're, we're in such so good adaptable. company, you know? Yeah, it's an honor just to be on a list with these with it's other podcasts. It's an honor to be listed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so we are trying a different format today, um, because some of us, me, um, did not make the time to watch this episode. So we, um, each watched a different 15 minutes of this episode, and we're now going to explain it to the others in order. Mm-hmm. And we I look didn't forward watch to this. the other parts. We did yeah, not watch, we watch the other parts, parts, to be clear. I mean, we've seen them in our lives. We've seen them in our At lives. At some point, yeah. it's really easy to figure out what's going on. Sure. Sure, it's, it's an episode complicated. Of yeah. They telegraph it for you over and over. And then also sometimes don't explain it at all. <laughs> I look forward to this being our favorite way to do this podcast. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to see how this goes. Come okay. on this journey with us, yeah. listener. Um, should we still start with a summary? Yes. Um, it is, as usual, spoilery. When their planned anthem for the show choir regionals competition is axed due to Sue's sabotage, of course, New Directions writes and performs original songs to compete against the Dalton Academy Warblers <laughs> and the Sue coached, okay, Aural Intensity. <laughs> Kathy Aural. Griffin and Loretta Devine guest star as judges Tammy Jean Albertson and Sister Mary Constance. Don't know if we need that level of detail here. Not. not in this summary. Blaine falls in love with Kurt and the two begin a relationship. Wow. New directions. Is that what happens? Yeah, I don't I know. You part. have the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, New directions wins Pulling the regionals competition. <laughs> it's reading into it, but fair. Okay, so I had the first fifteen minutes. Um, we open at Dalton. Um, it's this. It's the song that they sing where Blaine bursts through the door, throws up the papers. They're oh, doing yeah. misery. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> run through my head since then. He sings Misery by um, Marine, is Marine, it Marine 5. Five. Yeah, I had Here's to the thing. Misery is one of those songs that is so completely gone from my understanding. Yeah, I Why can't even think of like a, it. They played it on the mix, and then yeah. I stopped listening to it, and it disappeared. <laughs> and Kurt, from the very beginning of this, is clearly, like, not having it. Like, he looks a little irritated when Blaine comes in and then, like, sort of vaguely goes through the choreography, but is, like, <laughs> clearly having none of it. Um, and then they have... Uh, they have their, like, back and forth after the song ends where um, Blaine notices that Kurt is irritated or How exasperated. I know. So nice of notice. Well, first he noticed that Bert has gotten a Burberry-style canary cage cover for Pavarotti's cage. Um, I forgot that he had that goddamn bird. Yeah. He's become very attached. Notice that because it's gonna, we're going to come back to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a real shock for me at the end of the episode. <laughs> Um, um, I was just going to say, it's a very funny that this is the, like, scene structure they keep coming back to for Kurt and Blaine, which is they do a song, and then Blaine, like, turns to Kurt at the end. Like, and he's yeah. like, what's up? Because <laughs> we've done this a few times now. We really have. And Blaine is, like, extra vamping in this song, too. Okay. Like, however he normally does it, times three. God damn it. Um, and then Kurt is basically like, you sing everything. I feel like we're, like, not the d- warblers. We're Blaine and the pips. Uh, which is a good reference. Um, and then... Darren Chris looks sort of like, oh, interesting. This literally never occurred to me. <laughs> um, and we cut to Rachel and Finn in the choir room um, where she is singing. Wait, did I forget something? No one can tell you but you. 
Oh, that's, that's, oh, that's so weird. Um, no, okay. So she is singing a song for Finn, um, an original song that she has written okay. called Only Child. Um, it is about her, Rachel Berry, an only child, never given a sibling. It's hilariously bad. Again, yes, uh, like the hairbrush. Yes, like Leah Michelle plays this very well. Headband. The, the like, kicker line is the only berry on my family tree. <laughs> That's funny. It's good. Um, we don't really get much of Finn's reaction. We cut away to Quinn watching them, and then in voiceover, um, she's, like, jealous of Rachel. Okay. Um, sure. Because she folks. says Finn was her first love, and, quote, first loves are forever. That's no. not true. That's Weren't not true at all. kissing last episode, and we just yes. found that it's out? Yes, it's confusing. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what she's jealous of. So she's worried about keeping him. Sorry, I can't get over first loves are forever. They're not forever. I mean, Objectively, they can be, they're, but first they're mostly not of others. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, anyone who like tells you that they are or like have to be is like a middle aged novelist, like being emotional about the fact that he's never been attached to anyone besides like some 16 year old girl when he was 16 and she was really pretty. Yeah, I thought we understood that like Will Schuster's marrying his high school sweetheart was a bad thing. It was, it was gross. bad. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't know. Maybe the show. Was I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily so saying Quinn was right. It's just a hilarious yeah. line. Um, the reason she's obsessed is she wants to keep Finn because she feels he is the linchpin to her plan to become prom queen. Here's my thing about this plan. And then what? <laughs> well, so she does say... Give me the next ten words and the next <laughs> She does address here. She's like, I know it sounds like a crazy thing for, like, a pretty smart, relatively sane for a girl. Crazy thing to say. Um, in your own voiceover. Oh, that's evil. <laughs> Um, but this she is says, what we get when we get characterization from Quinn. Yeah, yeah. man writes this show. <laughs> it's like, oh. um, it's like those ones where it's like from a girl's point of view, and it's like she like stared at her own breasts yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> but uh, she says like prom queens like live longer than like regular people. She says probably because they're smiling all the time. <laughs> um, but we got cut back to her watching um, Finn and Rachel, and he, she says, and I wrote this down, because she says, the only thing that stands in the way is her and her damn talent. They say keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Well, Rachel Berry, you just got yourself a new best friend, which is fully, I'm sorry, the summary to a fan fiction where they kiss. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Quinn and Rachel are forced to spend intimate time together because they hate each other. But what are these new feelings? Wow. Um, and then we get... Kurt sitting at his like dressing table whistling at Pavarotti, who whistles back like they're fucking Snow White. Do we see a real bird ever? Yeah. Okay. And then he oh, whistles again. Yeah, too. and then the bird does not answer because we hear this thunk as the bird falls no! to the bottom of the bird cage. Wait, does your 15 minutes not have any Pavarotti in it? It does. Okay. Really? Because we're going to put a button on this in my 15 minutes. Well, we're going to do Pavarotti and talk. Okay. Not to cut ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, he is dead. We cut to a Warbler meeting where everyone seems very upset, um, and you think it's because of Bobarati, but in fact, Blaine is saying that they should wear red ties and um, like red jackets with blue piping That's instead of blue up. jackets with red. Sorry, also, um, a red jacket, blue piping sounds ugly. It's like an Uncle yeah. Sam outfit. Yeah, it's not a good really idea. Good. Not to be rude, Blaine. <laughs> Um, yeah, everyone feels that way. Some One of them shouts out, this is a kangaroo court. <laughs> Which I don't even know if that's being used correctly. I don't know what a kangaroo court is. I've never known it. I never I never, know. but I nod when people say it. <laughs> I want to Google it so I can start using it. It sounds mm-hmm. funny. Um, Kurt walks in. He's dressed like like Will Turner by way of Hot Topic. Like, it's all black <laughs> and, like, pirate And he's, like, got a like, chain pinned to, like, skulls. Yes. He's very Pirates of Penzance. yes. yes. <laughs> Um, and he announces that, yes, Pavarotti has died. Rest in peace, Pavarotti. R.I.P. 
Um, and he gives this whole little speech about how, like, he knows it's silly to be sad about a bird, but, like, they got close and they were friends. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he sings Blackbird. And this actually, halfway through, I remembered what this moment was. I forgot he did this. Darren Chris, we watch him fall in love with Kurt. Oh like he's it's really sweet it's actually really like this you, is good yeah like Kurt is singing and he's having feelings and he's of course crying his one single perfect tear <laughs> yeah. is he doing the Evita hands again yes oh my god <laughs> big blubbery lips yeah it's perfect <laughs> and um and you just like it like zooms in on Darren Chris's face in this very romantic way and he acts it in like not understated, but for him, understated. <laughs> Darren Chris gentle. <laughs> like the moment of realizing that he's in love with Kurt, and it's actually very sweet. Oh, goddamn, that's nice. Uh-huh. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these sunken eyes and learn to see all your life. You were only waiting for this moment to be free. Sorry, I forgot I can't set my water because I'm taking the No, it's you. Here. It's all you. Uh, yeah, let me know if I'm leaving anything out. Um, if you have any questions. <laughs> um, and here I just have song, no, bad, sue, they have to switch. Because it doesn't matter how. They had a song picked out for regionals. They're not um, going to sing it because Sue It was My them. Chemical Romance. Remember Which they did Sue that picked, group song right? when Sue was oh, still part? Yeah. yeah. So she's apparently, um, you know, sabotaged them. Someone says, it's got to be Coach Sue, and Will's, like, way ahead of you. And there's, like, a flashback to him, like, banging into Sue's office and shouting, like we've seen a million times before. Oh, cool. What an effective use of his time as an educator. <laughs> what? Mm, okay, cool. Sue still works at McKinley, but is coaching a different legal. Yeah, that doesn't yes. seem... Legal. Or... <laughs> I don't think it's, it's illegal. illegal. I think it's just efficient. Yeah. Um, so, Rachel, again, says that they should do original songs. And Santana's like, who wants to vote against Rachel again? And everyone raises their hand, and Quinn's like, actually... Okay, this actually is helping set up the ending of this episode. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is some plot points I didn't quite understand. Same, same, same. <laughs> so Quinn is like, actually, I think we should do what Rachel said. Quinn, by the way, looks beautiful. Her hair is pulled back into this, mm. like, bouffant. Bouffant? I don't know how to pronounce French. It's a tea. Um, like but a she says that they should do it, and um, Quinn's like... Or Finn is like, if these two agree on it, then it must be a good idea. And they all what? just, like, decide to do it. Quinn and Rachel are going to write a song together um, because wow. they're in their own private fan fiction in this episode. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As someone who saw more of the spotlight, it is batshit crazy. <laughs> what was their ship name again? Well, the Faberi. Faberi. Faberi, right. Um, okay, so now we get Brittany and Santana in the hallway. Sue comes up behind them and, like, says something mean. And Brittany is like, you can't talk to us like that anymore. You're not our cheer coach. Which, what? like, she shouldn't have talked to you like that before. Because you're people. You're people. Sue says, blah, 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 something, something, something. I play dirty. And then they both turn around and open their lockers, and they're filled with mud that spills out <laughs> on them. <laughs> which is gross but Stupid. funny. And then Brittany goes, I don't even remember putting that in there. <laughs> which was my favorite line of my 15 minutes. Um... Then we get the Warblers and Blaine again, um, and Blaine is like has taken Kurt's advice to heart and is telling the council that he doesn't want to like sing all the solos. And every single boy in that room is like, "No, you have to." What? It's insane. And then um, what? 
I know. That doesn't even make sense. Like, they're like basically, like, we won't win if he doesn't, if, if Blaine Ugh. doesn't sing every word. That's unrealistic for it's teenagers. Crazy. Sorry. And then it gets worse because, so then Blaine is like, no, 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 no. Pavarotti's voice was silenced by death, and I don't want to silence anyone else's voice. Okay, great. <laughs> and then he proposes a duet. Um, okay, okay. And Kurt's like, great, we should have auditions. And Blaine is like, no. <laughs> I know who I want to sing a duet with, and it's Kurt. And Kurt's like, no, there's so many voices. Like, everyone should get a chance. And everyone in the room is like, no, 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 Kurt should do it. What? Decided. It's insane. Good. They couldn't devote too much time. There's a lot that has to happen. I mean, we all knew it was going to land, but it's crazy. We already had one Warbler audition scene. (laughs) Like, every Warbler is like, no, don't make me sing. You do it. It would be fun if it weren't for the fact that we literally already got a big thing about how the Warblers do their auditions and how it, like, matters that you conform. Right. It's crazy. Right. Also, mm. okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, well, because earlier um, Blaine had been like, this council chooses the songs. And then when yeah. they're choosing the songs, the council is like, Blaine, what do you want to sing? Yeah. Um, well, that's actually a very funny way of not admitting that you're in charge. <laughs> so then we're in the choir room, and Santana has pr- also prepared an original song, which is called Trouty Mouth. Oh, I remember this. And it now. made me laugh out loud multiple times. <laughs> Isn't this her getting back at Britney song? Yes, because she's, like... Because Brittany didn't want to marry her or whatever? Brittany and Santana had a little back and forth before Sue, okay. where, like, Santana's basically still like, you hurt my feelings, and Brittany's like, why are you, like, being mean to me? Right, hold over from the last episode. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. And Santana says something about, like, great, I'm going to go write a fun heterosexual love song for Sam. <laughs> that's and that's how we get ever Rowdy Mouth. Um... <laughs> And uh, the only lyric I have written down is, is that how people's lips look where you come from in, <laughs> in the South. Um, and it's it's very, like, jazzy, and, like, she performs it very well, but it's also comedy, and it's very funny. Um, and everyone agrees that they will not be performing at a regional. Sam looks very uncomfortable. All the actors appear to be having a hard time not laughing. It's great. Good, good. And that's the end of my I do remember minutes. liking that. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a fun song. And they no, do it just long funny. enough. Yeah. Um, okay, this is where I picked up. It was yeah. very exciting. Um, I saw the last two seconds of Trouty Mouth and okay. laughed at it. Um, and then Puck gets up and he says out loud to Lauren's Ices, I know you didn't like it when I sang Fat Bottom Girls, so I wrote a song for you. And I was like, okay, cool. This will be good. No. It's not. It's called Big Ass Heart. Well, and it describes a woman who goes to the doctor because she's really fat, but it's okay because she has a big heart. Um... <laughs> I didn't write any of the lyrics down, but it's just, like, stream of fat jokes. It made me feel so bad. It's like, I don't think you understood. Like, I want to know what, does he say what it was he thought she didn't like about Fat Bottom Girls? Well, it seems like maybe he thought it was too, she thought it was too subtle um, (laughs) about how she's fat, but still lovable. So He's like, I know you're about, not a Queen fan, yeah. so I wrote a different song about how fat you are. Yeah, this one's about um, how, you know, she's fat, but she's still lovable. So, <laughs> that was weird. Good. Um, Love it. <laughs> uh, then Quinn is, approaches Finn in the hallway at his locker, and she's talking about how um, excited she is that after regionals, they're going to announce. Does Lauren react? Not really. Okay, good. She, she doesn't does seem she miserable. Look, okay. She doesn't seem miserable because she's not a real character. No. And we're just doing jokes. So. Okay. Anyway, then Quinn goes up to Finn at his locker, and she's so excited that after regionals, they're going to announce that they're dating, they're <laughs> announce their coupledom, and then they're going In to the New start York Times? the campaign. Yeah, in the vows yeah. column. <laughs> uh, the Ohio vows. Um, and he kind of waffles and is like, I don't know, it seems like a weird time to do this, you know? And she's like, oh, is this because of Rachel? And he's like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and she kind of bullies him into 
deciding that after regionals they're going to come out okay. as dating. Cool. Again. It includes some gross stuff where she's <coughs> like, that's not what we talked about, and Finn's like, oh, scary Quinn. I'm like, okay, I hate this. <laughs> it, she's just not a person. She's not a per- She's just saying things. These are not things a, a person would say to any other no. person. Um, now we're back at Dalton, where Kurt appears to be hot gluing sequins onto a tiny bird casket. That sounds right. God. Is what he's doing. Um, Blaine walks Don't worry, in, it comes back up, and is like, "Hey, pal, what you doing?" He's like, "I'm putting together a little casket." Um, and he asks if Kurt wants to rehearse, and Kurt's like, "I don't understand why you wanted to sing the song with me." Um, or first he's like, "What are we gonna sing?" And Blaine says, "Candles" by Hey Monday. What now? What is that? Do either of you remember what Hey Monday was? No. no. Okay, so Fueled by Ramen, the label that Fall Out Boy okay, was on. familiar. Um, as it was gasping its last gasping <laughs> breath, which it still exists, and we decided it was 21-something pilots? 20, is that 20, Yeah, they're in on it. They're somehow. on Fueled by Ramen, which I assume is the only thing keeping it afloat. But when it was gasping what appeared to be its final breaths, Hey Monday was like one of the last bands they put out, which was a very boring, like, we're pop punk. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's the whole thing. There was no other thing. They were just <laughs> pop punk. Anyways, they're going to do Candles by Hey Monday. Um, and Kurt's like, why did you want to sing this song for me? And Blaine takes, like, the most oh withering breath in the way where I was suddenly at a visceral reminder of what he was going to say, which is, Kurt, there's a moment when you say to yourself, oh, there you are. Gross. I've been looking for Gross. you forever. Gross. Which I remember seeing pasted over every gift set for about two years. Sure. Gross. Again, that is something a 70-year-old man says. Yeah. Um, and he says that or when... Or Carly Rae Jepsen. Or Carly... Sure. But then it works from Carly Rae. <laughs> he says that when he saw Kurt singing Blackbird, um, that was his moment. And he just says, you moved me, Kurt. Ew. With Ew. such... It is the kind of thing you say when you're a 75-year-old man who's never going to love again. And, like, a 20-year-old reminds you that, like, there's still beauty in the world. And you want them to know. Sure. Instead, he kisses Kurt on the mouth. And it's very exciting. I, I, I'm going okay. to have to... I, you I, go back I wish we this. hadn't picked this episode to try this experiment. Because I do not have to like go watch the jam-packed good stuff. Okay. Yeah. This makes the summary make more sense now. Yeah. Because in my part, it does not seem like they're in a relationship. Okay, well, they kissed. I didn't know there were bigger moves beforehand. Interesting. Okay. Um... I just have a note here. So they, then um, Blaine pulls back and they both like look really nervous or whatever. And he's like, I guess we should practice. And Kurt's like, I thought we were. And then they kiss again, which is very exciting. Gross. Um, the, the dialogue, not the kissing. Kiss the more. directness with which Blaine says this duet was just an excuse to spend more time together is something that I could not have imagined as a 15 or 16 year old. And in no. fact, I think I was 22 before I admitted to someone that I wanted to spend time, wanted with them. to spend time with them. <laughs> yeah. With what, the what if they know you like one day kissing I know you've kissed already. Yeah, what they know? Several excuses. Yeah. And we had at that point been dating for many months. Like it's, <laughs> it's not a, th- like it's just so, I don't know, refreshing, whatever. It was nice. They kissed. There's also a very funny transition that I had forgotten about where they go to kiss for the second time. And then it immediately cuts to a, a piano in the choir room making the like don't sound <laughs> um, and good. Good we're back in the choir room where Mercedes is singing the song she wrote Hell to the No oh boy I forgot this and I wish you guys had watched it because it is one of the worst things I've ever had to suffer through alone um, I remember it existing it hey you know who hasn't had a plot in several episodes Mercedes, Mercedes. Mercedes. but here she is singing things like my mom asked me to wash my grandma's nasty head, and they tried to take away my tots and something about diabetes that I didn't write down because it made me feel so bad. <laughs> oh, no. Now, granted, it's of the songs we've heard, I believe, the best one, like, musically. It's really good. Mercedes is a beautiful singer. This is awful. It's so bad. Um, so We're she sings get, Hell to boy, the No. It's a bad episode for this kind of stuff. Yeah. 
She seems held to the no. Brittany's wearing like a burnt sienna pretty sun hat. <laughs> and like a matching crop top. That's great. a great look. So then. There's um, no high school in the world where you can wear crop no, tops. No, no, no. Or hat. <laughs> Yeah, it's a gang symbol. Yeah, her floppies on hat. Yeah, so she finishes singing and is like, wasn't that great? And Mr. Shoe's like, yeah, but I don't think it's quite right for regionals. And she gets appropriately mad because she wrote a good, somehow self-racist song. <laughs> Just what happens when three white men write your song. Um, okay, so then Will, he's like, this is not working. What are your guys' favorite songs? And um, Artie says, let's get it on. And Brittany says, my headband, which is very funny. <laughs> That's good. It's very funny. It made me laugh for a long time. Um, and he's like, what do those songs all have in common? They're about, like, failure. And I was like, that's not what, what Let's Get On is about at all, but okay. Um, he's like, what makes you guys mad? Hang on. What do we think Will Schuster thinks <laughs> Let's Get It On is about? It's about fist fighting, about loss. I don't know. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't know what the third song is, but it's also not about, like, failure. Okay. Cool. Or be an underdog or whatever. Got it. Right. Because like, it is what their original song is. Like, it's got to be do it. underdog because I remember what the original yeah. song yeah. is. Yeah. Well, there's two. So he asked them, like, to come up. <laughs> he's like, what does it feel like? Or what makes you guys mad? Um, and they're like, Sue's always saying mean stuff to us. Mercedes <laughs> says she throws sticks at me. <laughs> Tina says she called the Secretary of State and asked um, them to change my name to Tina Cohen Loser. Um, which so is sounds like you had an abusive teacher. is really the right. main issue in your life. And Will's like, this is great, guys. And I think we've got our song. Okay. Okay, no one wrote any lyrics or music. <laughs> no. Or even set a title. It gets more bonkers. So then, um, as you mentioned, Quinn and Rachel are going to write a song together. Yes. So Quinn is in the, uh, in the auditorium. And then they are going to have to pretend to be married for the case. <laughs> yes! For the case they're solving. They're the undercover agents, and uh, one of them is a barista. On the, on the cruise or train. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Okay, so Quinn is at the piano in the auditorium, and Rachel walks in, and Quinn's already like, you're late. And I'm like, mm, you guys should kiss. Great. Um, and we learn that Rachel had seen Quinn and Finn talking about when they were going to announce they were couples. She knows. She knows. Oh. So she walks in and very okay. dramatically says, we're friends, right, Quinn? Quinn's like, yes. And she's like, and you tell me things? And then she reveals that, like, she knows about Finn. And, um, or she, she also, sorry, it misses. She starts with, we're close, right? You gave your baby to my mom. I thought we bonded over that. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. She also says something about like, we don't spend a lot of time together these days, which is the most like hand wavy way I've ever seen showrunners be like, just have them say it. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. If by these days you mean ever. Ever in the sure, season of television. Ever shown. Anyway, sorry. So then... Quinn says something mean to Rachel about, like, don't you understand? I don't know why you keep... You're like Charlie Brown with football. I don't understand why you keep chasing after this. You lost. What a perfect metaphor that Charles Schultz gave us. It's really... I use that once a month at least. Constantly. So then she launches into what I had totally blocked out because it's the craziest speech anyone ever gives on the show. She says, you know what? She says, you know what happens here? I get Finn. You get heartbroken. And then Finn and I stay here and start a family. I'll become a successful real estate agent, and Finn will take over Kurt's dad's tire shop. What? You don't belong here, and you can't hate me for helping to send you on your way. Oh, because she's in love with her? That's the thing you say when you want to marry a person, but don't know how to say it. And you don't want to hold them back because you feel trapped in your Ohio town. We have suddenly rocketed two seasons back to, like, Lima losers and, like, none of us are ever going to leave the States. And also way forward to when, like, Rachel has to be a super success instantly, automatically, Mm -hmm. and everything. 
And it's, also to an alternate dimension where any of those things was Right. It was just Let's such a weirdly weighted speech that I, like, paused it for right. a second to take a breath because I knew that we were not going to linger on it, which we don't. Rachel immediately goes, like... You don't always get thin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Coral, that is not what she is trying to tell you. Come right. and on. And also, like, we need so much more about Quinn for that to even remotely work or make sense. We, and, I we mean, don't know why she feels like, pulls that way. it off. Sure. Wait, what does she think is happening here? What does she think is happening? What does she think about her own future? Why does does she actually think Rachel is that talented? Why does she feel designed yeah, to this future hair. that she doesn't sound like she wants that much? Yeah. Like, she's throwing everything she's gotten to, like, making sure that she and Finn, this works out. Anyway, it's very sad. It does make you think of, like, another plot like character like relation that they could have done where like because we get hints of it again from Diana Agron like throughout the series of like being her feeling insecure about Rachel's talent like she puts her down yes. because she's like all she has is being young and pretty and that doesn't yeah. last forever right and you've got talent and, and hard like, work and, and like ambition get out of here. And, yes. yeah yeah but they don't, they don't hit it enough Yes, make it, make it but work. they do it here in such a weird way that I was like, oh, where They do it as here? if they've been hitting it as yes. a strong note That's, for it's two and a half seasons. It's the thing loves to do that they're like, we didn't put any work behind it, but like, do you still want the emotional release? And I'm yeah. like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Quinn is like, I'll just write this song myself. Because again, we are here because theoretically they're going to write a song together. And Rachel storms off. Where Wait, why would Quinn be the one to write it by herself? She has no song ready. Because Rachel's like... Mad about Finn for some reason. I don't know. It just, they clearly, they are here for the Quinn can give the speech and then Rachel needs to leave. Okay. Is Quinn the one who writes a song? No. Rachel is in her bedroom crying while writing a song in her notebook. Okay. Um, Oh, sorry. You know what I did miss? Is the reason she storms off is that Quinn's like, this is why you can't write a good song is that you still believe that like things will all work out for everyone. (laughs) Okay. So all songs in this world are about sadness and failure. Have to be about failure. Yeah, which is how they end up with the song they perform later, which is not good. Sorry. Again, there are two, and they're both bad. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So she (laughs) cries in her room while writing in her notebook. It's same me. Um, (laughs) Then we're so we're in Will's office, and they're getting ready to leave for regionals. Okay. And I have down here because I didn't watch the first 15 minutes of this episode. Something, something, my chemical romance, but the point is that Sue lied. (laughs) So I think she reveals that that letter they had gotten that said they couldn't do the song they wanted to do was faked and they could have done it all along. And Will's like, who cares? Because the kids wrote great original songs. We have not seen any of the original songs. He has not chosen any. So he's oddly confident. (laughs) He also ties his scarf way too tight around his head. (laughs) Um, Okay, now we're at regionals. Yes. We announce the judges, Rod Remington, a fake Sarah Palin character played by Kathy Griffin, a yes. nun played by Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine, which is very exciting. I don't um, Sue's like <laughs> I never do. Um, Sue's like, my kids are gonna win because I knew who the judges were in advance and we like selected our whatever. It's so boring. Can we stop I with the premise that that wouldn't all matter? It doesn't matter. Um, so the RL intensity opens with Jesus is a friend of mine, yeah. which is very funny. Um, meanwhile, backstage, Kurt is very nervous. And he's like, what if I ever get the lyrics? And he's like rambling or whatever. And here would be a lovely opportunity for these two characters to seem like people who had a lot of chemistry. Yeah. Um, and instead, instead, Blaine again continues to act as the script's grandfather and is like, <laughs> I think it's adorable. I think you're adorable. Ew. 
Um, I'm never having sex again. Honestly, never. And then they sing Candles by Hey Monday, and I just laughed for What is it? What is I need to go listen to it after this, because I don't remember it. It's not real. They give Blaine a lot of songs. Like, they give him some weird... They give him Hey Soul Sister. Yeah, and they give him, like, weird pop punk. They give him that pink song that I really like, Raise Your Glass. I love it. They do? Yeah. It's this episode. Okay, well, this is where I ended. Right, that's where you ended. It's where I start, which is the next Warbler's performance, which is just Blaine. Doing razor glass by Pink, <laughs> which is fun, right? Oh, it's I so fun! Being I loved it. When so I watched it. Candles was not fun. I watched it, but it was like I'm. Yeah, I wouldn't watch this again. No. <laughs> I feel like, also Kurt looks uncomfortable. Sorry. Um, this is like all late day Pink, which is like boring and embarrassing and so good, and I love it. Right? Like I love this song. I love, yeah, it. I love this Pink. and so what? Yes, exactly. It's no family portrait, but it's so good. <laughs> um. And like Blaine does Blaine on it. It's a Warbler song. It's good. It's what you expect. So raise your So raise your glass if you are so into Darren Chris as Blaine as a teenager and now I, know, right? I can see it with my eyes and you're like what is this I mean, he's so handsome but it's such a weird such a series weird of choices you know what it is, is when you're a teen you don't know what people are like that's no. true but now like, like how people are now I'm like that's not a person that exists it's not a person that exists it's a series of incredibly confusing I've seen, choices I've seen more people now and that's not one of them yeah I met 10 or 12 more people <laughs> um, and again this is where I started I had not watched other parts of the episode so this is where I sort of remembered it's regionals <laughs> Or sectionals. I love this device. <laughs> um, this episode is called Original Song, and I remembered, obviously, they're doing original songs. It's like the whole plot. Yeah, the so only one I remember is Loser Like Me. All Loser I remembered like about this episode is that there were going to be original songs, and they were at a performance. Great, so you started. In the middle of the competition. Great. So I had to, like, pick up what was happening. So backstage, uh, there's some sort of tension between Rachel and Finn. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what it was. They're doing the thing where, like, she's looking in a mirror, and he is standing behind her. No! That's my I least think, favorite plot twist, because it looks so murdery every time. <laughs> Um, and then Finn is like, so clearly they have heard these songs already. Finn's like, I really like the song you wrote. Again, that we have not heard. That we've not heard, but she's about to go sing. Uh, and then she says, listen carefully, because I mean every word. Uh, so then Rachel walks out, alone, up to a sparkly pink microphone on the stand. <laughs> and to sing this, like, incredibly boring generic ballad that sounds like everything, right? It sounds it like... like called? Um, I assume it's called Get It Right, because that's the I phrase right. she repeats yeah, the yeah, most. Yeah, yeah. I remember but I didn't look that. up That sounds vaguely familiar. Get It Right. Yeah. Um, it's like, it sounds like, honestly, it could have been a pink ballad or like a Kelly Clarkson seaside. This is why I don't like, like ballads. They all roughly sound the same. Um, if you sing Lee it. Michelle it, right now does have a, an album of ballad out, and I imagine the Get It Right is low-key on there. Yeah, it <laughs> fully could be. It sounds like if you just sing it in no a different voice, it could essentially be a country song. Like, it's not very poppy or Broadway. It's just... Ballad. Mm, that sounds boring. Um, <laughs> and it's about like, I I don't remember what it's about. I'm trying to remember. Oh, how many times will it take for me to get it right? 
is like the line. So it's like with Finn. With Finn is uh, the implied like I've been left alone so many times. Remember like only two one episodes ago when Rachel about. Berry was like, yeah. I'm actually just gonna focus on my career. Um, in the middle of it, there's like an instrumental break when more the rest of the Glee Club walks on, or maybe only the girls. I don't remember. They like come on in phases where once it's what it's only Brittany and Tina, and then the rest of the girls come out. And then the whole Glee Club comes out. Wow. Um, but in one of those little breaks, we cut to Kurt and Blaine in the audience, and Kurt just turns to Blaine and goes, oh my god, they're doing original songs. <laughs> <laughs> As if we didn't know. Well, also, like, how would you know that? Have you heard every yes. song? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is it in your program? Because then you would have known by now. Um, Finn and Rachel, no, Rachel's singing. Finn is standing off to the side, and so is Quinn earlier, uh, like, of the stage. So then Rachel turns to, like, look at him and they make eye contact right before she launches into, like, the big defiant bridge. With the arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I love the arms. Um, and then at the end of the bridge, she, like, holds a long note and the whole audience gets up and starts applauding. Why? <laughs> the song's not over and they are in full standing ovation for the rest of the song. <laughs> it's insane. And then the rest of the girls walk out. So I don't think the boys sing this at all. Cool. The first song. Um, so she finishes the song... The girls are on stage. A tech guy walks out, takes her mic, and gives her the, like, thing they put over their ears that uh. they actually wear, which is a very funny note to me that they, like, thought of that at all. <laughs> like, why? Wait, it just cut. It's a yeah. TV show. Um, then the boys come out, and they launch into the poppy wine loser like me. This is where I noticed their outfits for some reason. I didn't earlier. They're not good. Um, they're not good. So you saw them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all wearing like it's like a blue and metallic black belt. The black tights that end right above the ankle in a really ugly way. <laughs> um, and this time, they, Lauren Zeiss has the same dress and it has been modified to have sleeves, which is a much better than like the throw a shawl on it. <laughs> right, then like hers so, doesn't fit, yes. so we threw a sweater over it. So but she's the only one. Maybe pick a different outfit, but better. Okay, making progress. Um, yeah. Anyways, oh, then the boys are in all black for some reason. They don't wear, like, a matching Interesting. color. Interesting. Uh, Find a judge. That counts against them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is, like, um, it's Loser Like Me, which is the one you remember. Loser. It sort of sounds like maybe it could have been built by, like, All-American Rejects. or It's like a bad, oh, like, pop, yeah. pop, 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 punk. The chorus periodically, ever since I saw this episode a million years ago, will just occasionally pop into my head. I don't yeah. know why. It's very catchy, apparently. It's kind of catchy. I got into my head, could not sing this song. Um, they do some dancing. At the end of the number, Mike has left the stage, comes back on the stage. 
with um, a slushy machine on wheels oh. and oh, pushes yeah. it across the stage and everyone gets a cup and at the end of the number they all throw it and their cups are full of red confetti. The audience has no context. <laughs> okay, this is my issue <laughs> ten years ago. They, they don't, don't know they know. get slushy. Like, getting slushy is like, not a thing in the world. No. So they don't know why this matters. <laughs> I would drink a slushy right now. Um, I would always drink a slushy. I would always even drink it's freezing a outside. Um, okay, then I think there's either a commercial break or a hard cut to the judging room. Which is, like, where we do our bad jokes. Yeah, yeah, we do some racist jokes. Um, uh, Kathy Griffin is talking. (laughs) And we do the thing where they, like, she's talking, we do a freeze frame, and they, like, overlay her name and title for some reason. Yeah, they do that with the judges. It's, like, a weird device. I don't get it. Um, But so she, like you said, is, or like someone said, is um, playing, don't remember the name. A Twitterer and former Tea Party candidate is what it says. But she's not doing a Sarah Palin impression, thank God. No, but they did do the hair and the suit. They did. She's like wearing a bright red suit doing like a Tea Party woman. It's a weird choice. Um, The other judge is Lorda Devine, who it took me a minute to like recognize because she's in full habit. Yeah. Obscures a lot of things. Her face looked familiar. Yeah. She's like, she's been in a million things. She was uh, the chief's wife on Grey's Anatomy is what I recognized her as, which I feel a little guilty about. She was in like... um, Every episode of Boston, she's on Boston Public, yeah. show I've certainly seen. I'm not going to see um, And the original Broadway cast Boston of Dream Legal, Girls. So. That is one the of the not yeah. main Dream Girls. Um, <laughs> sorry. Secondary not the Dream, dream Girl. Yeah. Um, she is a nun called Sister Mary Constance. Um, and then they're talking for they're talking about Dalton, and she's like, I'm a progressive nun. I only just became a nun because I knew it was the only place I could sleep. Where is it? It's really bad. Because the convent is the only place she knew she could stay off the pole. Yeah, she was a former stripper. Is what she says. That's her whole bit. It's not good. Um, but then she does follow that up with a funny joke, which is, uh, she asks, is Dalton Academy a gay school or just a school that appears gay? <laughs> Same. <laughs> which is very funny. Sorry, that's the funniest joke in this episode, yeah. I decided. It's actually right up. This is the, gay, the gay jokes are fine. In that the judge sorry scene. mouth. Uh, Rod Remington, the like newscaster character yeah. we've seen a thousand times, walks up, uh, and he's like, uh, "My hairdresser is a gay, and his partner is also a hairdresser, and they've been together for fifteen years, and I see no reason why they shouldn't be allowed to marry and raise a family of beautiful <laughs> wigs," <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> The phrase I'm gay will make me laugh it until works. the day I die. <laughs> Unfortunately, it works. Gay is like a noun yeah. object. He's a gay. Um, Kathy Griffin, as the Tea Party candidate, hated the male-male duet. She has some boring jokes. Sure. The nun hated the song about Jesus because it was too pandering. The thing about homophobia is it is boring. It's boring. It's and not there's funny. Yeah. Get, there's some way. It's not this, obviously. Hard. Like, yeah. it's not the main issue, but that's the issue with all of those things. It's sure, sure, sure. I guess the problem is, is not what I meant. boring. A problem. Um, they talk about uh, New Directions, and the Kathy Griffin joke here is, like, they you, when, you, when you fail, you don't sing a song about it. You, like, go tweet that Obama's a terrorist is her punchline. Uh, and then the Rod okay. Remington and Loretta Devine look at each other like, no, why did it, like, what's happening? And then we cut away. Who knows? Interesting. They it's vote. weird that they're committed to doing the scene every time. It's so, and like, they'll get the guest stars, they'll play the funny characters. It's never funny. And it's, it's never, never funny, funny, and it's always racist. It's inexplicably always <laughs> racist. always in like a black woman playing an insane bad Like, if you're going to do that, it'd be better just to not cast black actors then, if that's how you feel about it. Right. Just, if you're going to make it super weird. To be clear, that's not weird. a good option, it's also but it would be better than <laughs> <It's> this. <a> better than <laughs> 
better than only making jokes about nuns who used to be strippers. Loser like me. Um, okay, we cut to the stage. Uh, d- did we previously see the, like, host announcer woman? There's, no. like, an old drunk waspy woman who no. comes out and makes a bad joke about, like, her having a shitty husband. <laughs> she came out of nowhere. I thought maybe she was another guest star I that I just didn't recognize. That. She looked a little bit like Christy Neversall. Ooh. It was not Christy Neversall. Oh. It was an, an actress who's been in nothing else. Um, not Christy nothing Neversall. else, but, like, nothing important. Yeah. Um, and so she's drunk. That's a joke for some reason. Sure. Um, I love a woman who struggles with an yeah. alcohol problem. <laughs> uh, I think the line she has is about how her husband is uh, verbally abusive, which is uh, short. Oh, right? cool. That's uh, also hilarious uh, to me, a person. Uh, LOL. That's so fun. She just, instead of doing the countdown, she's just like, who cares? I'll say the winner. New Directions wins. Wow. They get a trophy. It's exciting. And then Sue comes up and punches out this woman. Who? What? Like, She's drunk and is being verbally abused. In that punch. Yeah, it's unclear exactly why. And I don't think it gets followed up on at all. Cool. No. Just, Sue is right. mad. This is, by the way, when I remembered that Sue was even here <laughs> and was the coach the of the coach other of club. Intensity. Do we see them sing any songs? Jesus is a friend of oh, right, 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 right. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's okay. Wait, Sue knocks out the announcer woman. Next scene, we cut to like an overhead shot. Of <gasps> I forgot tiny, about this. Of the tiny bejeweled casket, casket in the in a hole in the ground. Oh my god! And someone throws dirt onto it. And this is when I found out that this is the episode where Pavarotti died. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> um, she the other, writes the other plot. Uh, what if you've never seen this show? <laughs> oh, I have no idea what's happening. This like. The competition stuff, you can pick up on this out of nowhere. There's no way. You'd be like, ah, yes, his yeah. bird died. There's another funny joke here, which I forgot. So Kurt and Blaine are standing next to each other. Blaine throws the dirt on the casket. Um, they're just silent. And then Blaine goes, it reminds you of your mom's funeral, doesn't it? <gasps> what? <laughs> which is crazy. But then Kurt goes, in a perfect line from a different show, the casket was bigger, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> what a presumptive fucking thing to say to a man you have known for three months. No, to any man. They could be married for 20 Anyone years just don't compare the bird to his mother. 20 years is fine if you're like, is this emotion? Is this hard for you? Richard, right, sure. maybe you know any funeral's bad. But like, it's right, insane. It's you insane. Context that. This is such a crazy thing to say <laughs> to a person. It's such a weird little note. Um, I love it. It's very Blaine, who I've decided uh, is a psychopath. Um, but then they start talking. Kurt is also just sad because they didn't win, and he really, really wanted to win. Sure, we love to win. Um, and then <laughs> they hold hands and walk away. And that was when you were turning to plot somewhere. I was like, they don't get in a relationship. They just hold hands, not having known that they kissed earlier. <laughs> they kiss a bunch. Um, but it's very sweet. They just hold hands and walk away. They're in, like, I think they're still in their Warblers outfits. They're they, in suits they of some this. kind. They're always yeah. in their Warbler outfits. Um, so they walk away. We cut to the choir room. Uh... Mr. Chu walks in talking on the phone with Holly Holiday. We don't hear her, but we hear him talking. He's like, namaste. Then he like hangs up and goes to them like, that was Holly Holiday. She's so excited that you guys won. Who cares? (laughs) Also, Holly Holiday didn't do yoga. That was going to No, she's on a retreat. She's on a yoga retreat. Oh, because she's finding finding herself. She can be in a relish. Um, (laughs) Fine. This is where he announces he's going to give out an award. He's starting a new tradition where for every competition, he gives out an MVP award. Um, and it's a little trophy of a star, and he hey, gives it. Hey, 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 Do they ever do this again? <laughs> hey, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> I doubt hey, it. Hey, I've seen every episode. <laughs> they really don't choose it. a star baker every um, regional. And this is one where none of the emotions made sense for me until right now when you've explained the rest of the episode. So he gives it to Rachel. Okay. And she walks up, 
and like, I, I didn't realize there was all this drama about Rachel. Um, <laughs> she's like, I'd like to give a speech. Uh, Santana's like, don't make me regret having voted for you. <laughs> um, she like starts crying. They're talking about how she wants to feel special, and she's so glad everyone like likes her finally. Okay, let's not that means. like no. a crazy girl. Um, she says a line that I didn't understand, and maybe I heard it wrong, but maybe not. She says, I've always felt like the girl who never gets the brass ring. That's a brass ring. What's a brass ring? It's not a thing that she would say, but it's a thing. I've never heard this in my life. It's a sports reference. Yeah, it means that you won something, but I don't remember where the expression comes from. Boxing? It's it's one of those old-fashioned Greek Olympic-y type thing. I'm looking up. It's going to drive me crazy. Okay, well... I'm glad it's a real thing and I didn't hear it wrong. Uh, she says that. She says other stuff. She cries. They all come up and group hug her. The episode ends. <laughs> it's a small, grabbable ring that a dispenser presents to a carousel rider during the course of a ride. Oh! Oh, like the... You rode the carousel? Typically the getting the you, brass you, ring gets the rider some sort of prize when presented to the operator. On the old-fashioned carousels, um, you ride it around, and, like, hanging up above the carousel, there'll be, like, a, a ring, and you have oh. to, like, try and get it when you go by. Oh, and they're, like, like garbage game. rings, like iron ones. Yeah. But you want the brass one. I can't believe how wrong I was about that. It's not about boxing. Okay. I just heard the word ring. I was like, you know, That like is boxing. something that... Maybe Leah Michelle would hypothetically say. No. No. Still no. I didn't know what it meant. Um, but that's the end of the episode. They hug. End of episode. Great. She got her due. She got her due. She wrote a beautiful song that sucks. Now, should we three words or less just the section we saw? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Lily, I'd like you to begin. Um, promising Faberry fanfic. Ooh. I got five words. <laughs> um, Two, oh, wait, no, I'm last. Duh. Chronology. Wildly emotionally varied. <laughs> <laughs> so, but good. Like I said, I have five words. I'm cheating. Uh, two scenes, pink and funeral. <laughs> so many good parts. <sighs> oh, boy. Okay. Top 40 sweet cheeks. Hit it! Okay. Starting with a quiz. Um, so, as the only fan of Hey Monday on this <laughs> podcast, oh boy. Um, they made, I would say, the most generic pop punk record of all time. Okay. okay. Um, and I put together a very brief quiz about it. Which of these songs... I'm nervous. Which of these girls' names are the name of a song <laughs> oh, okay. on the Hey Monday album? Okay. Okay. Lisa? No. Kaylee? Josie. Josie. No, Lisa. Kaylee. Okay, it's Josie. (laughs) (laughs) I second-guessed myself. I was going to say Which of these states are a song on the Hey Monday album? Montana. Flannel. California. (laughs) California. Arizona. North Carolina. Arizona. California. Arizona. Good job. Okay. You can sing it to the tune of California. (laughs) Lily, no points. I am still the only Hey Monday fan. Um... On this week's issue of what did so-and-so say about the 2016 presidential election? Oh. Wait, was that the whole quiz? It was the whole quiz. <laughs> <laughs> There's not anything else to say about Hey Monday. Okay, I'm going to go listen. Uh, she's been on The Voice since. She's left. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Cassidy Pope, the name of this girl who left Hey Monday and went on The Voice and now yeah. is a country singer. 
Um, did Uh-oh. Cassidy Pope say anything about the 2016 Uh-oh. presidential election? Uh-oh. No. On Instagram, specifically. Radio silence. Well, yeah, sorry, we should explain the bit, because we did it last episode, but I don't think our listeners... Yes, it's where I scroll back <laughs> in the Instagram accounts of people who are on this TV show or related to it at all, apparently, just tangentially, <laughs> and discover whether they Instagrammed about the 2016 presidential election. And we've decided that we're including both the November election and the January Women's March. Yeah, that whole political yeah chunk. Political the two times winter. when you were allowed to say something, and no one could be like, "Why are you making it so political?" Yeah, um, total radio silence. Okay, maybe vague inspirational women's march, but probably not. Okay, mm, I'm gonna. Uh, I posted mean, I about voting. Nothing about this. Woman. No, yeah, posted about voting. Okay. Okay, Lily's right. Uh, she said, "Vote." On Instagram on November 8th. Because that is a very apolitical thing you can mm-hmm. do. No it's specifics. And all voting. of the comments just say, Trump, baby. Nope. So that feels cool. Oh, boy. Um, That's it. Second one, Kathy Griffin, who appears as a judge on this yeah. episode. And must have said something. What oh. did Kathy Griffin say about the 2016 election on Instagram? I have not gone any further into what okay. they've said. Ten posts? Like, ten posts. <laughs> like... Um, yeah, I believe that she posted something very angry the next day. Yeah. I don't I, say I believe, like, because I remember. I'm just, I believe that to be true. Something angry. I would, I could, like, see her, like, screenshotting a bad political cartoon and posting mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, I could see that. I could see a video of her talking about, like, how mad she is, but that would probably be on stories. She definitely hashtagged right. her voting gram. I'm with her. Um... And she did post something yeah, she for posted the... posted about... Like, and I bet you Women's March was Pussy Grabs Back. Yeah. Oh, okay, really so I think good. that's probably all right on Twitter. The only problem is that I think after Kathy Irving got in trouble a few months ago for doing that, like, joke about Donald Trump dying or whatever, back yeah. and she deleted a lot of Instagrams. So the only thing that's left, this is my theory, because a lot of it is just self-promo for, like, appearances on late night shows. Everybody just doesn't use Instagram. Right. So the only thing left is a post from November 5th um, with a photo of her and Hillary Clinton together and her and yeah. Hillary Clinton. And it says, head to at Hillary Clinton to get all the hashtag vote info uh, you, just letter you, need. Spread the word to your friends, hashtag women, hashtag I'm with her, hashtag LGBT. <laughs> I was at least a fifth right. Yeah, you were very you close. Were yeah. Okay. I think you all had the nail on the head. I genuinely just think that she, like, claimed her Instagram presence out. I believe that. And that's this well, week's... Let's, let's choose to believe that we were correct on all counts. Yeah. What did this person say about the 2016 presidential election? Segment on my Glee podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's the episode. That's the episode. Uh, you should shoot us an email, wasgleegood at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, uh-huh. wasgleegood, all places. Um, leave us a review. We beg you. Apple Podcasts, which is Dignified. what we call iTunes <laughs> And if I've been listening to my podcast correctly, at some point they all made a switch to say Apple Podcasts instead of iTunes. Yes, now we we're say not Apple doing podcast. that. Yeah, we do Apple Podcasts. Just I assume iTunes will get mad at us if we keep calling it iTunes. As if iTunes I could just shut about us. Podcast. Um, give us a call three three zero three six 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 one three zero and sing us your original song. Uh-huh. And uh, don't watch Glee. Don't watch Glee. Don't do it. Get ready for me, luck, cause I'm a comma. I simply got a mom.